Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, just and I do have uh, one line open right now, 780-496-0063. We're going to go fully interactive here. This uh, email uh, was sent through our global exchange to me, and it comes to us from Brixie. Hi, Bob. Thanks for the great year. Can you please comment on the two tweets that the score and Sportsnet sent out yesterday? That was completely classist, says Brixie, and uncalled for, especially Sportsnet being a broadcast partner. I'm sick of this treatment the city gets from outside the city limits. It's uh, outside the city limits. It's such a lazy take. Have a great off season. That one comes to us from Brixie. Well, Brixie, we're gonna host Oilers now, probably all but. Uh, I guess technically it could take a month, but probably all but two of the weeks over uh, the next four months. Is it middle of June now? Yeah, until we head off to Penticton in uh, the second week of uh, September. But now I'm, now I'm adding the month. That's only three months. So, yeah, we're, I'm going to do 10 in the next 12 weeks. So I'm not going to be taking any time off. All right. Uh, Sportsnet pulled the tweet. Uh, you probably saw it out there. Uh, they pulled the tweet this morning and deleted it. Uh, Sportsnet is a broadcast partner. I agree. It's disappointing to see something like that from a broadcast partner. Uh, the score can do whatever they want. That's how I kind of take it. They can do whatever they want. It is interesting that when the Maple Leafs, as an example, were eliminated, the same tact was not taken with those two entities. Anita says, Bob, I'm disappointed that the Oilers' season is over. However, I'm proud of the boys for battling through all the injuries and delivering a highly entertaining and exciting run. They're a special group, and they've inspired so many with their no-quit attitude. I'm confident the years ahead will prove, more, uh, will prove to be more fruitful, says Anita, and result in bringing Stanley home to Edmonton. We are so proud of our beloved Oilers. I can't wait till next season, blue and orange forever. That one comes to us from Anita. We have a full board. Let's drop the puck. 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Fred, line one. Bob, 
even though it's disappointing, we had a great regular season. We went to the conference finals. We're the last team standing in Canada. And, hey, I like what they're doing down in Bakersfield. They're stalking and covers big time. I think we'll see one or two of the defensemen come up. I'd love to see Nima Linen next year. We do got to get a bit tougher on the back end. Uh, the difference in the series with Colorado, McCarr, Taze, Manson, very tough to get through those boys. But uh, the Oilers have nothing to be ashamed about. And Ken Holland has to get to work immediately because uh, the clock is ticking, Bob, as we all know. But uh, I'm just so proud of this team. Hey, we've been both watching this team for 50 years, and there's a lot of ups and downs. Remember back in the early 80s, Bob, trying to beat the Islanders? It took a couple, three tries. I remember having a conversation with a coach in 1982-83, Mitch AA coach, and he said to me that the Oilers should trade Wayne Gretzky to Chicago. That coach subsequently got into uh, scouting. Yeah, I remember the co- – I looked at him and I'm like, are you, I think I said, are you crazy? And so that's that's what ha- – and, and, you know, the one thing that happened this year, because of how dominant McDavid and Drysaddle were in the playoffs, nobody can ever infer again that these guys can't deliver come playoff time. Exactly. So, Bob, what do you think? They're two, three pieces away? From well, they gotta get they gotta get goaltending resolved. They they've, they're gonna have to get younger in goal. That's a given. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think the the size of the defense is coming. I mean, I do not think the same six D that played last night are gonna be back uh, for uh, the start of next season. I would one hundred percent resign Brett Kulak all day. Four years, two million. Get it done. He's at that age, twenty eight to thirty two. He's from here. He commits to stop in the cycle. He can probably pay, play second pairing left shot minutes. Um, the, you know, between Barry and Bouchard, you can argue they, they got a little bit of redundancy on the right side. They're, they're going to get bigger. Broberg's going to be, I think Broberg's here from day one. It would not surprise me if Nurse misses the start of the season. Uh, Broberg will be here from day one. He's six foot four. Like, just think about it right now, Fred. You've got Nurse at six four, you got Cece at six three, you got Bouchard at six two and a half. Broberg's going to be here next year at 6'4". You want to see Niemelainen, between Niemelainen, 6'5", uh, Sam Rukov, 6'3", and DeHarnay, 6'7". They've, they're not all going to make it, but they've, they're going to have a chance to build a really big drafted and developed defense in the next couple of years. So that, it, where they, for me, they've got to be proactive. They've got to get bigger forwards that are more competitive in their bottom six. Um if they can't get Kane done, they got to get a replacement for Kane. There's lots of agents already sniffing around. Lots of agents sniffing around going, well, you know, Kane did pretty well. My guy, he might not look too bad there if he comes in. On, Hyman was a wonderful addition. But uh, goaltending, the natural organic progression with the defense and changing out uh, the bottom six and, and either signing Kane or getting a replacement for him. That, that for me, is some of the stuff that's going to have to happen. We were one step away from the big one, but hey, be proud, Edmonton, and for all you naysayers, we were Canada's team. Have a great day, Bob. Let's go to John. I, I, it was interesting. I had Pete Blackburn, who's a young guy that's on uh, uh, Twitter, just talked about the fact that the Oilers were the most exciting team to watch. There's no question. I mean, they unfortunately were they were probably too exciting, you know, because they gave up too many goals and it happens. All right, here we go. Let's go to John. Line two, John, you're in Oilers now. Hey Bob, I guess I wonder if that uh, 
midget double A coach of yours, and maybe you should have drafted Landeskog first overall, but uh, that's the past. I will um, tell just, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to counter back at you. At the time of that draft, Nugent Hopkins had separated a bit uh, in in that draft, and so you're basically saying he should have taken Nugent. He should have taken Landeskog over Nugent Hopkins. Oh, oh uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I love Nugent. I'm just saying he's a nice, he's a great guy for the playoffs, isn't he, Landeskog? I mean, the guy plays with a chip on his shoulders. He's sneaky, dirty. He's a hell of a player. He's sneaky. Um, I'm with you. He's and he's a really good player. But yeah. the owners didn't lose because they have Nugent and Colorado's Landeskog. They lost because of McCarr and Tace. And the owner's D wasn't healthy enough. So that was that was no, part of the factor. 100%. I, I, we all wonder what would happen if we had a healthy team. And no doubt about it, Colorado, they deserved everything they got. I guess I just got one quick comment and then a question. I love Smitty. I love he's a battler. Uh, but I think we're going to have to make a change in net. You know, what happens to an alley cat when he gets past his prime, he probably gets taken to the back 40. So I think we need to make some changes there. With well, did you hear his post-game of Ale last night? It sounded almost like he's one way out, one foot out the door. I'll be interested um, to see what happens here, John. Yeah, and, and I love Smitty, but uh, my question is just, you know, we're going to have a lot of internal growth in our organization, but uh, Kane with those 12 playoff goals and all, you know, 14. the power forward. Oh, sorry, 14. 13. 13 <laughs> okay, yes. there we go. Um, you know, but not just the goals, you know, with the power forward ride in shotgun with McDavid. I mean, if we can't re-sign him, and I don't see how we can, like, how do we replace him? Or do you think that we actually have any kind of realistic shot at getting him? Or I tweeted yeah, tell me what you think. I tweeted out. He was around last night. Uh, he was totally engaged. Three things usually come into mind for a player. Chance to win. Well, Edmonton's got McDavid and Drysdale. He just went to the conference final. So most free agents would say, yep, they're they're in their cycle. you got two of the best players in the world. you got a chance to win. So you know, Edmonton's got that going for him. The second thing is money, right? Money's going to be an issue, and it's going to be an issue for him given some of the financial challenges he's had along the way. Uh, the resolution between the league and San Jose, and you got to think that San Jose's trying to get out of paying a guy anything. My guess is yeah. they're going to have to pay somewhere between eight to twelve minutes, uh, twelve million. So uh, you, know, you know, spread over the duration of the the term left in the deal, which was four years. So you know, he's either going to get. I think he's going to get two to three million from the arbitrator. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, so number one, chance to win. Check for Edmonton. Number two. Uh, number two is money, and number three is lifestyle. For, for a lot of players. Now, he's, set, you know, he's got a girlfriend. They had a baby uh, uh, together here in Edmonton. I can't answer that. I haven't had that conversation with him about lifestyle. But usually, out of rule of thumb, two out of three gets it done. Right? Mm-hmm. And so money's going to be a factor. What's the max we can offer? <laughs> Depends on you know. That. Like the fit under our, our, under the salary cap. Like I, I'm just looking on cap, you know, cap friendly or whatever, I, and I don't I don't see how we do it. Yeah, they're going to have to move out a lot to make that happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you know, yeah. never say never. Yeah. Have a good I, one. Yep. Yeah, you bet. Let's go to Bert on line three. Bert, you're in orders now. How you doing, Bert? Hey, hey, Bob. Good after, uh, Good day. Um, here in oil country. I mean, I mean, it was a sad ending last night. I was in the. I was at the game last night. Roll four. And, you know, I've seen a lot of angles of uh, the plays of players. And, uh, you know, there was one that kind of stuck out to me, and it was Pulley Arby. I mean, he he's a, he's a great kid. I, um, 
But uh, I noticed he he was scared to hit players, and and then players would would come around him. He would he would kind of dodge like like he was scared to get hit. Like what is required to get this guy? Uh, I don't know. Get him to a hitting school, or you know, get the boys to kind of hit him a little and let let him hit or something. Like like something's gotta bring out the toughness in him. Like man, he could be such an enforcer, like with his size and everything. But, uh, you know, there's some... If they don't bite as pups, they don't bite as dogs, right? That's kind of how it works. And what I'd say with yeah, this no. is I know for a fact it was communicated to Paul Yarby by the leaders on the team that he had to be more physically engaged. And I think we started to see that in fairness in games four or five. But it's not inherent in his game. It's not it, yeah. into, It's not part of who he is. There's yeah. some guy... And you've, you've grown up and you've played against kids and there's some kids that... You know, I, I learned this lesson the hard way myself. You know, I, I'd hit a guy, and sometimes I'd hit that guy hard thinking, yeah, he's not going to do anything, and he'd get up, and he'd hit me back harder, and I'd be like, oh, I'm in trouble, right? That's that's yeah. what you know, you know, when you're sitting yeah. there and you chirp off it. Well, maybe they don't do that anymore, but I can tell you 30, 35 years ago, you chirp off a guy, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, and, and maybe you get the first shot in, and you think you stung him pretty good, and he just looks at you and laughs and eats it and then drills you three times. You're like... Where's that six foot five guy from Camrose that was my buddy? I need him right now, right? So in Paul Yarvey's case, I'm not convinced it's it's at all natural too. Uh you know, the owners have three restricted free agents. They have McLeod who played great as a, as the playoffs yeah. were on. Yamamoto oh, okay, they, they missed Yamamoto once he got knocked out of the series. That was a big loss for them. Yeah. Uh, and and then Paul Yarvey. And of the three restricted free agents, um, you know, for me, Paul Yarby's the biggest question mark carrying forward, and that's going to be an intriguing one. I think you make some valid points there on Jesse. Thanks, Bert. Yes, yeah. Have a good day, Bob. You, you bet. Let's go to Big Bad Joe on line four. How you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good, though. I'm so proud, though. I have a bit emotional. It's about 15 minutes in the rain, if I... But uh, I want to just hand out some compliments. I want to hand out a big compliment at Oldest Now, at the whole team, and even the people behind the scenes who make it possible that you guys can run the show. I'd be really proud of the Edmonton Oldest organization, and I'd be really proud of the team. And you know what? Some people could say, this is wrong and that is wrong. Man, grow up. We are one of the four best teams in Canada. Oilers, co-oilers. All right, you know okay. What? So just on that note, because you're always looking to improve. Look, you're you're. We've established you're Dutch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they called it a clockwork orange, right? In 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 your European football, the Dutch back in the seventies. What happens when Holland doesn't win internationally? There's lots of critic. There's lots of criticism in Holland when Holland doesn't make it into the final four, right? Is that fair? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that that's what. But I mean, it's um, you know, Ken Holland has done a fantastic job, Bob. And you know what? All that he has to do, he just has to do some little tweaks. And it's no time, you know. Jesse Pugliarty, you know, I love the kid. But he, I think he played hurt, uh, Bob. Too. Yeah, I know he he didn't look right for me after he suffered a no. little. He got a couple goals against Columbus, and then he got yeah. uh, back in. Geez, I think was it in January? I think it was in January. Yeah, and then he got a COVID, and yeah. So you know, hey. yeah, I know it ended up what it is, Bob. Though you know, and you know what? Next year there is always next year. If we don't have next year, you know, then we have a problem. Okay, thanks a lot, Big Bad Joe. 
Yeah, okay, Bob. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, we got a hundred hundreds of texts. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, we've got a couple lines open. I know we got Len and Ron from Red Deer and James, uh, but seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You're listening to Oilers now, and uh, we will uh, continue with calls and texts on a very fluid show. The players are going to start talking today about. Oh, I don't know, 115, 130. But I want to continue to hear from you, get your thoughts on what we witnessed here over the course of uh, what was an extended and very fun ride with the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. You're listening to Oilers now. Cactus Jack says that was fun. Uh, forget the boost in business for everybody. It was just fun to see so many people enjoying the hell out of the last 40 days. And uh, he adds, Big Joe wanted none of your soccer talk, Bob. Holland to him is Ken. He's all hockey. Peter from Wainwright, another soccer fan, says, was an absolute blast last night. Got some great uh, priced uh, last-minute tickets. Big shout-out to the Oilers, the fans in the city. Everybody but got behind them, and there was a real party culture around the team the last month. A couple calls and bounces go the other way, and, and this is easily a longer series. Edmonton was in every game. Well, I'd say other than game. But, uh, I guess bad three-minute window in game two. Glad my team won, says Peter from Wainwright. And he says, forgot to say, Leon Dreisaitl was an absolute beast. Already love the guy and respect him so much. But he just jumped into my three favorite players uh, with Joe Sackick and Ryan Smith, pushing Landeskog out of the top three. Well, Landeskog's pretty good. Back to the River Cree Resort uh, uh, Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Brendan, you're going to have to help me out here. Are we going to Len? Uh, yeah, Len's next in line. Len, don't do it. Don't do it, Len. He knows what I'm talking about. He knows that's the Flintstones from the uh, uh, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, Len, how you doing? Yeah, that's around my age wheelhouse anyway. So. There you go. All right, what do you got? Oh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, kudos to Darnell Nurse for gutting it out. But I really got a question, uh, Woodcroft leaving him in the lineup, because, you know, I, I was at a lot of the games, and, and it, I thought at times he really hurt the team, and it would have been better off to have a, a healthier defenseman there. What's your take on that? The only, you know, I think you have to keep him in. Um, I I will tell you that I thought that Kulak showed last year with Montreal he was capable of taking on more minutes. And that, I mean, I but and it's not just for the record. It's not just Woodcroft. Dave Manson coaches the defense. And Darnell Nurse is an important part of the leadership group. And they're playing against the fastest team in the league. Colorado's the fastest team in the league. So duly noted by you, um, I probably would have kept him in the lineup. I might have played 7-D right from the beginning. Maybe would have played him 17 minutes and maybe would have accelerated the minutes for Kulak. But that's what happens when you lose. Questions like that get brought up. Kudos to the Avalanche. They're a hell of a team. We just lost a better team, bottom line. So. I agree. Let's go to Ron from Red Deer on line eight. Ron, how you doing? Bob, how about yourself? Good. I just want to say this is going to be the most interesting offseason coming up. Ken Holland has got such challenges ahead. And I do I wonder if I wonder if he uh, took notice of how Colorado was built. Does he take notes? It's like, okay, I've got to get to here. Well, I would think so. I mean, I, I think what's what's the term that's often deployed, a copycat league? Yes, that's right. Like, you know, I, I've relayed the story before. I'm going to circle back to McFarland because I know Chris is going to end up being the GM in Colorado within the next calendar year. Speed, speed, speed. That's what he told me back in 2017. And this is, I mean, the Oilers played the fastest team in the league. Edmonton might be the second fastest team in the league. 
but they played a yeah. team deeper and faster than them. And then, and so, um, you know, they hit the home run in the Devin Taze trade. I mean, Taze wasn't as good a player with the Islanders. He's the perfect partner for Kale McCarr, and those guys played like 28, 29 minutes last night. Right? Do we have speed in our in our uh, farm? Uh, I well, I mean, Broberg can skate. That's Broberg's game. Like Broberg yeah. is Broberg. It will be a third pairing guy next year, and within a couple seasons is going to be in the Oilers' top four because he can really, he can really skate. He's yeah. he, he's not Makar, but and 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 I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Bouchard will continue to improve. Bouchard's yeah. gonna, if Bouchard takes over the power play, he's going to be a 60 point defenseman. He was top, oh, absolutely. Top ten in the league and five on five scoring this year. So, yeah. do we have speed on the farm? They have size on defense, and today you got to be able to move as a defenseman. So I, I, I'm intrigued. I think they're going to be able to organically grow the D, and I think they got to add more uh, bigger competitive bottom six forwards. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Bob. You bet. 780-496-0063. We'll keep going with calls and texts and those sort of things. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.